Good morning. Welcome in the name of Jesus. Today we celebrate All Saints Day, uh, which is uh, the first of November or the first Sunday after that date that we celebrate it. And uh, what All Saints is, I'm going to read you a little little note from our synod, just give for those who are new. And um, first of all, the saints are a little S, not a big S. Because all of you are saints. Right? It's believers, those who are believers in Jesus Christ. We are made saints because of him, and because of his blood on the cross, and the working of the Holy Spirit who works the faith in you and me. But we are also, with a big S, sinners too. So we are sinners at the same time that we are saints. And that is only God knows what that means. We are just whole, that's, that's how it is. So I'm going to read you a little... little Snippet, and I, for, especially for those who have, are here for the first time on an All Saints Sunday. Every year on, on either November 1st or the first Sunday of November, we pause our busy lives to remember the saints. Lutherans teach that saints are sinners baptized into Christ. They are sinners redeemed by the cross of Jesus. And they are sinners who gave us examples of trusting not in their own heroic feats, but in the grace and mercy of God in Jesus. Why remember the saints? Our Augsburg's Confession of 1530 says it clearly. Our churches teach that the history of saints may be set before us so that we may follow the example of their faith and good works according to our calling. Why remember the saints? To thank God for their life and witnesses. To be encouraged in our walk of faith and to remember and rejoice for God giving us examples of how grace and faith look in the real lives of people we knew. And what we do every year here at Trinity and uh, most Lutheran churches is we remember the saints who are now in heaven from the previous All Saints Day up to today. And we have a list of about 13 of our, our member saints who have gone to heaven this past year. So let's rise and let's sing our opening song, Rock of Ages, You Will Stand. Yeah. 
Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, on this All Saints Day, we gather in your name to remember and rejoice. Remember how you embraced them, showed them grace, and filled them with faith. We rejoice in the resurrection life promised in and through Jesus. We rejoice that you are God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who will never leave us nor forsake us. Amen. In baptism, God welcomes us into the family of Christ and embraces us with his love. Welcomed and embraced, we are free to confess our sins, trusting the power of Christ to lead us to newness of life. Today we hear these beautiful words from John. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. As a called and ordained servant of Christ, I therefore forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks be to God for our baptism in Christ.
You, O Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. For you are my rock and my fortress. Into your hand I commit my spirit. These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. We sing hymn 603. We know that Christ is raised. Lord be with you. Let us pray. When we are poor in spirit, when we mourn, when we are meek, when we hunger and thirst for righteousness, when we show mercy, when we are heartbroken, when we make peace, when we are persecuted for your sake, your blessing abounds in all circumstances. Guide us to be a blessing to the people around us. 
fill our hearts with peace as we remember those who have gone before us through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Morning. Our first reading is from Revelation chapter 7, verses 2 through 17. Then I saw another angel ascending from the rising of the sun with the seal of the living God, and he called with a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to harm earth and sea, saying, Do not harm the earth or the sea or the trees until we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. And I heard the number of the sealed, 144,000, sealed from every tribe of the sons of Israel. 12,000 from the tribe of Judah were sealed, 12,000 from the tribe of Reuben, 12,000 from the tribe of Gad, 12,000 from the tribe of Asher, 12,000 from the tribe of Naphtali, 12,000 from the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000 from the tribe of Simeon, 12,000 from the tribe of Levi, 12,000 from the tribe of Issachar, 12,000 from the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000 from the tribe of Joseph, 12,000 from the tribe of Benjamin were sealed. After this, I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these clothed in white robes, and from where have they come? I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst no more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is the word of the Lord.
from Revelation 7, verses 14b, and Psalm 84, verse 5. These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed... Blessed are those whose strength is in you. And our epistle reading is from 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. This is the word of the Lord. And our verse from Hebrews. Alleluia. Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, Alleluia. Would you please rise for the reading of the gospel? Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Seeing the crowds, Jesus went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. If children would like to come up for the children's message this morning. Hey, the boys are back. Morning, guys. How are you all today? 
Well, hey there. All right. We are now complete. That is good. <laughs> Never mind? Okay. Ew. Oh, I forgot something. Don't go away. I have a question for you, and I can't ask you the question without these. You guys know what these guys, these are? And an orange. It's actually, yeah, it's a small orange. That'll work great. So, are they the same, or are they different? So they're different, right? An apple and an orange. So what would you say if I told you that yet they really are the same? Would you believe me or would you think I'm crazy? You can be honest. <laughs> Thank you. Just a little bit. That's good. Thank you. Oh, I made a step a little bit further away from you then, right? Okay, but guess what? They are the same. You know why? Because they are both fruits. Right? Okay, we'll come back to that one, okay, in, in, a, in a second. So, so, here's a picture. What do you have a picture of in here? And? Okay, are they the same? They're not the same, right? <laughs> okay, so... so Jesus, people, are, no, they're not technically human. People are human. This is, that's, that's good. Animals are not, they're mammals. So, so, okay. Ah, so that could be, but they are different though, right? Jesus is, Jesus is, Man, and he's also God, so he's different than a little lamb, right? That's my job, is to confuse you. Oh, so that means I'm doing a good job. That means I'm doing a good job then, because I'm not confused. So, so, so yes, by the way, you're right. They are the same also. Okay, because Jesus says that he is our sacrificial lamb. He becomes the lamb that is sacrificed. So when Jesus was sacrificed, where was he sacrificed? Do you remember? On the cross. He became the sacrificial lamb for us. But he also tells us that he is the good shepherd, which means as a good shepherd, he... No, he was sacrificed as a lamb. As a shepherd, he leads us around. So, so sometimes things that look different, like an apple and an orange, right, are actually the same also because they came from the same family, right? They're fruits. And, and, and Jesus is both because he is a sheep, vegetables and fruit, um, and a lamb. And that's good for us because as the lamb, he died for all of you guys, right? And all of them and everybody in the whole world. And, and that opens up heaven so we can go to heaven, which we celebrate where all the saints are today. And at the same time, he's a shepherd, and we shepherd lead and teach their sheep. So he leads us and takes care of us. Isn't that awesome? Question? So he is our shepherd. 
Said, that is correct. And you're not what? Well, either am I. The devil is like the wolf. You're absolutely right. Well, let's pray, right? Dear Jesus, thank you for loving us so much that you would become the sheep that is sacrificed for us. Thank you also for being our good shepherd who leads us to heaven. In your name, Amen. Thank you. Let us sing our song of the day. Thank you, guys.
please rise. text this morning comes from our first lesson from Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 to 17. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we pray that you would bless the words that come from my mouth as if they were your words that would penetrate our hearts, convict us of our sins, but at the same time, fill us with the forgiveness that you grant to all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. Our text this morning and if, uh, is the conclusion of John's vision that actually began way back in chapter 4, when John steps into the heavenly throne room and he witnesses a magnificent vision of heavenly worship of God, the creator and the preserver of all. And as this worship continues, chapter 5 introduces the lamb who was slain, and that's chapter 5 of Revelation, verse 12. If you have your Bibles, you might want to open up to Revelation. You can follow along when I make some references. And, and so he is the one worthy to open up the seals of, the, of a scroll, for by his shed blood he was ransomed for God's people from every tribe, every language, and every people and nation. That's verse 9 of chapter 5. And in chapter 6, John Vision then moves from worship to an opening of five of the six seals. And the seals symbolize life in a fallen world, all of which culminates in the opening of the sixth seal, depicting the end and all of its chaos. And then comes chapter 7. And chapter 7 first gives us the picture of the church militant, 144,000, the number of completeness, still battling in the Lord's mission, enduring persecution in a fallen world. And in preparation for the end, they are sealed so that they may join the church triumphant when the end ultimately comes. That's the first eight verses of chapter 7. So Jesus, the lamb and the shepherd, lead us along with the white-robed multitude, the saints, to streams of living water. I want you to take a trip with me. It's a Friday evening. It's been a really long week. That's true of last week. It was a long week. But you're not interested in going anywhere or doing much of anything. So on your way home, if there is a red box still near you, you stop by, pick up a video. If not, you go home, you pick up one of whatever uh, streaming network you listen to, Max, Amazon, Hulu, dot, dot, dot. You pull out your debit card or credit card, and you select your movie. The rest of the family, they're off doing their own thing, and that actually makes you rather happy because you just want to be left alone tonight. Just me, just my movie, that's all I want. You have a quick bite to eat, you nuke some popcorn, grab a drink, then talk, taking it all into the living room, 
you turn on the movie, you sit down, you find the remote for your 72-inch HD TV. I don't have that. And you, you're all set, ready to go. After the opening credits, the movie begins with a near deafening roar, and suddenly you're whisked away to another place, to another time. You just can't beat high definition and surround sound today. You're right in the middle of all the action. Somewhere on the Isle of Patmos, around the end of the first century, the Apostle John, loved by the Lord, had a similar experience. He, too, had a rough time. He had been in exile and for some time now in prison with little freedom. We have no idea the manner or method that God delivered John's vision to him, nor do we know the time frame in which he received it. But for our purpose today, we're going to assume it was not unlike this, the scene, or the scenario that we just described, with the obvious exception that John didn't have a debit card. I'm pretty sure there were no movie um, rentals on Patmos. And as that goes, John didn't need, nor did he have, a 72-inch HD TV with surround sound. But the language of the revelation of St. John certainly suggests the vision was nevertheless in high definition. The first scenes open up with John stepping through the doorway to heaven, and a voice like a trumpet blast invites him to see what is to come. And suddenly, he's before the very throne of God and one seated whose appearance leaves him breathless. A vision, sparkling, elegant, surrounded by the brilliance of a heavenly rainbow. Hard to take it all in. One can easily miss the 24 elders, their thrones and crowns. But there they are, only to be overpowered by the flashes of lightning and claps of thunder directing one's attention to the seven spirits of God appearing as blazing torches. And then suddenly you're facing four living creatures whose likeness even Steven Spielberg would struggle to conjure. And in spite of their frightening appearance, the creatures are unceasingly praising God as the elders bow before the eternal God, also praising God's magnificent glory. That's Revelation chapter 4. Verse 1 through 11. And quickly the mood now changes as John sees the right hand of God, a scroll, perhaps the blueprints of God's eternal plan for his people, but it is sealed with seven seals. And since the mighty voice of the angel finds no one in heaven or on earth worthy to open the seal, John is now crying, literally weeping. Chapter 5, 1 to 4. God's people are in peril. Who will put his plan into action? Hope has been dashed. Who will save and shepherd God's people? Is all humanity to fall victim to the consequences of sin and be consumed by the darkness of death eternal? Are we all to wander aimlessly as lost sheep without a shepherd in a world of ravenous wolves? But John is quickly comforted by the voice of one of the elders directing his attention to the long-predicted conquering hero, hero, Lion of the tribe of Judah, who is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Revelation 5, 5. And there we are, along with John, surrounded by God on his throne, living creatures, angels, elders, 
And there in the midst of it all is a lamb who appears to have been slain, but now stands in our midst. And as the lamb takes the scroll from the one on the throne, worship resumes, and we're surrounded by that magnificent, unrestrained melody of joy as the four creatures and the elders sing a new song. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Chapter 5, verse 12. And with a thunderous crescendo, they're joined by the whole host of heavens and earth in a rapturous praises of the worthy lamb who was slain. And with the scroll in the hand, the worthy one begins to break the seals. And in what seems only a moment, the life of the New Testament church flashes before our eyes as each seal is broken. And with a voice of thunder, the tribulation unfolds as the conquering victor rides in on his white steed, followed by a red horse unleashing war and death. Then a third steed, black, let loose famine and economic chaos. And not far behind is a pale green horse, charged to kill one quarter of all mankind with all manner of violence, hunger, disease, and ravenous beef. It seems hopeless. The fifth seal could be compared to Ebenezer Scrooge's second visitor, who reveals to him the faces of ignorance and want beneath his cloak. We're given just a glimpse under the altar of heaven at the souls with the sixth seal making known to the end when all of creation collapses in on itself as kings and generals, the powerful and the slave, seek to hide from the coming wrath. Chapter 6, 9 to 17. But all is not lost, for John is comforted, and so are you and I. For those who are left to do battle, carrying out the Lord's mission, are sealed, sealed and preserved as they walk in this valley of the shadow of death, that they might soon join the white-robed church triumphant, worshiping and praising our God together with the four living creatures and the elders in the symphony. Verses 1 and 9 of chapter 7. Who are they, these in the white robes? And the movement stops. There's a pause. As John asks one of the elders, these are they who have washed their robes white in the blood of the Lamb. They are those who have been, by faith, followed the Lamb and preserved in the midst of all this fallen world can dish out. The shepherd has led them through the consequences of sin that each of us has inflicted and encountered in this earthly pilgrimage. Hatred and anger, broken relationships and broken bodies, lust and greed, hunger and thirst, scorching heat and freezing cold, death and tears. At the shepherd's leading, they come out free and clear, washed clean in the blood of the lamb, robed in white by the grace of God and the shepherd the lamb who leads us. Jesus, the lamb and the shepherd, leads us along with the white-robed multitude 
the saints to streams of living water, living water washing over us with eternal life, destroying death and wiping away all the tears of mourning. And who are those saints? To be a saint means to be holy. And the true holy ones, the true saints, in its most proper meaning, are all those who have trusted in Jesus for their salvation, those who trust in him today, and those who will trust in him in the future. Those are the saints, all people from every time, every nation, and every language who are washed clean and made holy by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, who shed for us on the cross, including those that we remember today, and that includes all of you. And in order to save us poor, miserable sheep, God's saints, the shepherd became a sheep. He took upon himself all that is the dark sinfulness of humanity, and he bore it unto death on the cross, taking upon himself the full wrath of God that our enmity with God deserves. The lamb, this lamb, who was slain, rose again as a shepherd of his people, but he would shepherd them, including you and me, to eternity, gathering them into the unnumbered fold of heaven, where God will wipe away every tear of mourning from our eyes. The tears of sin, the tears of death, will be wiped away forever, as revealed to John in verses 9 through 17 of chapter 7 of Revelation. The lamb who was slain and the shepherd are one and the same, saving you and me and all who believe for all eternity. Amen. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, help us to not forget that through your Son, you have made all of us your saints, forgiven for all the sins that we have committed, and that you will continue as we turn to you for the sins that we make or do later today, tomorrow, until the end of our lives. Pray that we will continue to turn to you for forgiveness as we see our sacrificial lamb, our shepherd, Jesus Christ, who did it all for us. In his name, amen. Would you please ride and confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed? I believe. As loved and redeemed children of God and in communion with all the saints, let the incense of our prayer ascend to God. Let the church, called from death to life by our Lord Jesus, 
would follow in the footsteps of all the saints, who by God's grace were agents of Christ's life-giving service in the world, and for pastors, church workers, and all people of the church, that they proclaim and demonstrate the gospel of our salvation with boldness. Lord, in your mercy. For the leaders of the world and this nation, for all voters and for those elected, that they will respect the truth of the God-given dignity of every man, woman, and child. For all who serve in the armed forces, for the victims of violence and war, and for our enemies, Lord, in your mercy. For all those in any kind of need, those whom we now name silently before you. Bring peace to the dying and comfort to the bereaved. Lord, in your mercy. For all the households of this congregation, that they be havens of peace and lively places of faith in Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. For this holy assembly, that setting our hope on Christ, we live to the praise of his glory. Lord, in your mercy. Please be seated. Won't belong to me. 
Now remember all of those who have died in the communion of, of the, our Lord's church. Barbara Alberti. <laughs> Margaret Epipachia. <laughs> Jim Bauman. <laughs> Tom Coleman. Mike Corby, Bob Gaines, Joe Gein, Tommy Green, Jim Lowry. Nan Martini, Larry Schrader, Joe Simmons, Audrey Strait. Please rise as we sing White as Snow.
thanks and praise along with heavy hearts remember these loved ones having hope in christ we await the day we shall sing our praise reunited with the faithful gathered before the throne of god lord in your mercy hear us when we call upon you most merciful father and grant us grace to entrust our lives and our world to your unfailing love through jesus christ our lord Please be seated as we receive our offering. rise.
Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who blessed those who have gone before us, giving his life for theirs and rising in triumph over death. Therefore, with angels and archangels, with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing.
God of grace and glory. In love, you created us and all living creatures. You fed the Israelites in the wilderness. Now in the fullness of time, you sent Jesus, our Lord, who now feeds us with his body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins. We give you thanks for this gift of Christ's body and blood, shared at this altar with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven. Feed our faith. Fill us with your grace and guide us by your spirit. Our Lord Jesus Christ, in the night when he was betrayed, he took bread. And after, after having given thanks, he broke it. He gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after having given thanks, he gave it to the disciples and said, Take, drink. This is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. O Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us your body and blood to eat and to drink, you lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and passion, your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, your ascension into heaven, and your coming for the final judgment. So remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray, our Father. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Please be seated. Please remember to complete your, uh, the communion cards or your attendance cards and put them in, if you haven't done so yet, and give them to an usher.
on the outside, the outside looking in. This is where Greece begins. We were hungry, we were thirsty, with nothing left to give. Oh, the shape that we were in. And just when all hope seemed lost, love opened the door for us. He said, Come to the table, come join the sinners who have been redeemed. Take your To the young and to the older, all who hunger, all who thirst, all the last and all the first, all the paupers and the princes, all who fail, then forgive, all who dream and all who suffer, all who loved and lost another, all the chained and all the free, all who follow.
Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Blessed are you. 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 Rejoice and be glad, for yours is the kingdom of God. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. We sing, Our God Saves.
Be seated. Isn't it wonderful that we have a God, the only God, who saves all of you, even me, a poor, miserable sinner, and everybody out there too? We need to constantly, ever, never, ever forget that that we have the one true God who saves us all. Who wants to go first? Laura. It's the first of the month, so we gather the mites. The Lutheran Women's Missionary League gathers mites. So empty your pockets and empty your purse of all money, and then put it in the little purple and white box in the back. They go for wonderful grants in California and across the country. Um, Next thing is Christmas, as we have said, is around the corner. and um, Not really, but it's coming up. (laughs) So Saturday... December 9th at 4 o'clock, there will be a early learning center program here, and then following will be the Christmas dinner for the learning center and for the church, and it's going to be in the fellowship hall. There will be 120 seats, so it'll be very full. Um, We're going to have a potluck, and this is a great menu. Ham, mashed potatoes and butter, beans and butter, and rolls and butter. <laughs> so the main entree is butter. <laughs> and then dessert. Then the third announcement that I have, um, the boxes that are up here, they are going to grow more because you all out there can fill some. There are boxes to be filled in the back. There are Christmas boxes that go around the world and just joyfully bless children who open them up. They are due next weekend. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. So, there's an event next weekend, so save a little bit of your money. (laughs) It's for a good cause. So, uh, Scogin's Lodge, they've got their big rummage sale next weekend, Friday and Saturday. And they've got some good stuff. I've seen it out there where they've got it in storage. So 
I'm sure some of you guys are looking for something you just always wanted. They may have it. And if you show up, you'll probably go home with something you weren't thinking you were going to go home with, but that's okay too. So come on out and support it. Uh, and it's a blessing even for us here at church because 10% of what they raise comes back to the church also. So another reminder is flower chart. Um, we still got our November and December flower charts posted in the coffee shop. And I think there's a couple weeks still open here before the end of the year. And then also, out in the narthex, we'll have up the new flower chart for 2024 that you can start filling out. And uh, it supports those flowers we have on my altar. And thank you to Lois, who just does a great job of putting those together for us. It's been a real blessing. So, anyway, God bless your Sunday. Okay. Any other announcement? Yes. Good morning. I finally received the fundraising that I've been expecting for the last two months. A little late, but better than never, right? So we are selling candles and popcorn for the youth. And I know that not all the youth is going to go to the youth gathering in 2025. So we're going to split half of the earnings for the ones that are going to the youth gathering, and then the other half is going to go into the youth fund, make it all nice and even. And um, candles are $20. Um, there's eight different scents that you can choose from. And the popcorn goes from $12 to $18. Um, and unfortunately, everything is due by November 26th. Exactly. So, and my goal is to sell 150 candles. That's free shipping. <laughs> so, that is our goal. I would like to do free shipping. So, 150 candles. Sam already sold three to me. So, <laughs> um, we will be out there the next couple of weekends to get everything um, and so come see us. You could also ask any of the youth. I'll give them their little flyers, too. Thank you. Thanks, Ab. Any other uh, announcements? All right, I just want to say thank you for being here, and all you online who are watching. You are, you are the, the saints in this location here, and, and I am so blessed by all of you in ways you probably could never, ever even imagine, and, and I'm so thankful for, for you all being here, whether it's just today, last week, a couple of weeks, every Sunday, every worship, you, you are a blessing. You encourage me, and you may not think, well, you're a pastor. You don't need any kind of encouragement. Uh, Jane can tell you, I need encouragement, and just seeing you all here today, and, and those of you online who, who are saying, hello, pastor, good to see you, and, and, com and comments, we, just, we, we love it. It fills us up. It encouraged us to, to do our best to serve all of you in, in, in every way that you have needs for us to, to serve you. So thank you again for being here. And uh, we will see maybe all of you over in the fellowship hall. You know, stop and get coffee as we uh, are looking at chapters 17 and 18 of Revelation. Three minutes.
Okay, three minutes, which means... Yeah, you know, we do. Okay, let's go in peace and serve the Lord. And I'm probably not going to stay in the back so I can get changed because I'm teaching today. Are you guys... Dip-